this time on whatever we want we talk about Marvel's What If, episode one. What if Captain Carter were <laughs> the first Avenger? Spoilers, huge major spoilers ahead. Big spoilers. We talk everything Big. from the animation style to how this could tie into the future of the MCU and other Marvel What Ifs, including like T'Challa as Star-Lord, Loki on Earth. If we'll see Steve or Peggy in the future um, anytime soon, how this is going to tie into Multiverse of Madness, etc. Uh, yeah, time goes down in the description. Hope you enjoy. Daniel, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Jake. Oh my goodness, golly goober! We're here Dude. recording a late night podcast. We just recorded <laughs> another one. We we took like two weeks off, and then we're like back to back. Let's go, all right? <laughs> we're here to have a good time. I'm, dude, I am down, dude. With all the content that's been coming out, like, I know I'm loving it. Uh, Speaking of content, new things coming out. We actually just got like literally right after we recorded the other one, it got released that um, Idris Elba, who we talked about in the Suicide Squad in our last episode, mm-hmm. is voicing Knuckles in Sonic Two. I don't know if you heard about that. I didn't, but I'm excited. I can <laughs> <Yeah>. see it. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I saw, like, a weird Boss Logic, like, post about that. Like, he made, like, a, like, <laughs> cursed image of, like, Idris Elba morphed with, like, with knuckles. knuckles. Oh, so God. I, I gotta find that. Yeah. We've also got a lot of TikTok content going out, so make sure to check that out. If you're here from TikTok, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, that's all I want to talk about pre or Anything you want to talk about that we didn't talk about two days ago when we recorded last? <laughs> no, I think I'm good. I mean, work today was just whatever. That's pretty much all I all can right. say. Yeah, recording late <laughs> because, Daniel. God work. Thank you, Daniel, for doing this. Appreciate yeah, it. Of course, dude. It's always fun. Yeah. All right. Ready for the introduction? Yes. Hit me with it. You may want us to talk about this or that, but we don't care. We're going to talk about whatever we want. Lamp. Welcome back to Whatever We Want, the podcast where we, Jake and Daniel, two devilishly handsome gentlemen, talk about movies, TV shows, giving behind the scenes infi- insights, filmmaking techniques, all that jazz, and more. What are we talking about this week, Daniel? This week, we are talking about What If. What If, episode one. Dude. Uh, what If oh. Peggy or Captain Carter were the first Avenger? Dude. Overall thoughts, what do you think? Let's just jump in. Beautiful. Yeah? Just outright, just... Daniel's got an animation background, so, like, we're gonna get some good insights. When I said that Spider-Verse was a stepping stone in animation, yeah. this is the proof of oh, that. Oh, I didn't even think about... Yeah, like, there was probably... I can see, like, there was totally, like, influence from that. L- literally, like, even when it comes down to the character rigs, to facial yeah. animation, to... Even parts of stylization, now shading right. and rendering and uh, keyframe animation was different, but it definitely wasn't as like stylistic as Spider Verse. But no. I can see the pools that they took from that, and I think they took the right amount because if it was as crazy as Spider Verse, like as like like all the polka dot like comic accurate, like literally like made it look like a comic book page. They tried to do like I think that would that would have been too much, been way too time consuming for for a TV show, and also just yeah, just too much stylistically for. Yeah. But at the like, same time, like they this. took the technical like studies and like. The processes that they did in that the principles movie and brought it over, yeah, which is amazing to see. I wonder if there was much collaboration between like those pe- the people on Spider Verse and this because it's like Sony versus Disney. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. So what if overall before we jump into like the actual episode i did some research and there are two seasons confirmed nine episodes per season there were supposed to be 10 episodes this season actually but they ran out of time because of like pandemic and covid so they pushed one of those episodes back to be in season two okay so instead of i guess it was, i don't know if it was supposed to be like 10 episodes and then eight episodes in season two but now it's nine and nine 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 so yeah yeah earth nine nine <laughs> oh. no, i don't know <laughs> spider-man 99 
Maybe. Hint. That's a that's a right there. That's a connection. Spider Man no, ninety nine confirmed. Not twenty ninety nine. Just ninety nine. Spider Man. <laughs> like a caveman. Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah. He's he's swinging from like boulders. He has those skyscrapers. To no, it's, it's like Tarzan mixed with Spider Man. He's like swinging from like vines and stuff. I read a comic actually a while ago that was like um this long hair like savage superhero guy that I forget what his name was, but he like teamed up with Spider Man. So maybe we'll see him. Maybe that's a connection to that. You heard it here first. <laughs> Folks, a scoop. <laughs> Theory confirmed. I, for, for some reason, when I said scoop, I just imagined Caveman Spider-Man scooping up his own poop. Okay, uh, that was too far. All right, right back to the tank. So um, <laughs> they targeted around 30 minutes per episode, and I thought the pacing in this episode was actually like really yes. like, fast. Because what they're basically doing is like taking the first Avenger and condensing it into this like a fast paced like animated thirty minute TV show. I think it was really well done to do it that way for this. Because yeah. one, we already know the movie. Exactly. Right? Not, and, yeah, yeah. You know the stories. That's the whole point of this. If you don't know the movie, it's still you, you, you it, catch up quick. You have yeah, you can you get it quickly and it, like it's just all the moments that are you know, that are needed and precise, but at the same time are able to like give so much more to the characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so, what I did the what I did like and notice that it wasn't just the exact like movie like what they did I, I really like how it snowballed like once the big like what if happened like Peggy Carter became the super soldier it like snowballed like the butterfly effect like it didn't just then play out the events of Captain America but it was Peggy Carter as the role of Steve Rogers it like changed like she captured the Tesseract which changed like everything, everything. like the, the like the allies the good guys had the Tesseract on their side for the war and then obviously at the end like a giant yeah. space monster <laughs> came out like very different than the movie <laughs> um have you seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I'm pretty sure that happened in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've seen parts of it okay I don't quote me on that but that might but I remember there's something being something like that that happened on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got it whereas like the actual space squid thing I forget what the cool. name of it is but space yeah. squid that's the name space that's, kid that's good enough. squid space squid kid <laughs> all right but yeah so i don't know i i really liked it i liked the voice actor cast i thought they, they did a great job i was a little worried going in because i knew steve rogers was being played by someone else mm-hmm. but i it didn't take me out of it really at all like i thought the guy did a great job and sounded nah. pretty similar yeah it was on point yeah like there's some moments where like you could like really tell but then there's other points where you're just like oh that sounds like Chris. Right. And I also feel like when now because he's skinny Steve, like we're used to like kind of big like Chris Evans Steve. And now he's skinny Steve and he still has like the deep voice that Chris Evans kind of had, but like I think you have some leeway at that cuz he's still like a skinny kid. Cuz he's still different. Yeah, he didn't yeah, change yeah. his actual biology. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it was a good way to go with that. Um the colonel was the probably the biggest difference, honestly. Which colonel? The the one is it the the colonel was that the same colonel that was supposed to be like the or was it the general? Well, that general was actually in the one shot with Peggy Carter. Did you see that one shot like when it follows her in like the forties and she like goes on like a mission because and like the that same general colonel I think it was a colonel like he didn't want her to go because she was a woman and that was the same oh. actually they got the same yes. guy back. Yeah, yeah, I got it. So I thought that was that was cool. They got that guy back. I don't know if he was in the original movie, but he was in that one shot. So that was cool. They had that character. Yeah, Josh Keaton was the guy who played uh, Steve Rogers slash Hydra Stomper. I have an article pulled up here <laughs> with the voice actor cast. Some other people we got Jeffrey Wright, who was the Watcher, and who you were talking about, Bradley Whitford, who's Colonel Flynn. He was also in the yeah, like like I said, he was in um he was part that of that one shot Shield's formation in that one shot. And then Peggy Carter, Haley Atwell, of course. She, I thought she did a great job. Um, she did an amazing job. Sebastian Stan. It was great hearing him again, honestly. Like, I know we just heard it. I always like, I loved it, like, his little wisecracks throughout. I love the one where he was like, yo, let's rip my arm off. Like, I know, that was great. I'm like, Bucky, you don't even know. <laughs> but then, like, it was so, like, I, f- 
I had a feeling what was gonna happen to Steve was gonna happen. Yeah. And then like it did, and I was like, oh no! But he didn't like die though, which or like yeah. become the Winter Soldier. I thought he was gonna become the Winter Soldier, maybe. Um, but yeah, I, I liked Sebastian Stan as it. It, sa- it sounded. I think he did a good job because like I've noticed like he sounded like a kid, obviously in the first Avenger, because he kind of was, and then like he's kind of aged up and matured as he became the Winter Soldier. And this felt like he was going back to like being a kid, and I thought that was gonna be jarring, but it really wasn't. Like I thought he did a good job performing. Yeah, it's, it's funny to think about how much just his character has progressed. Yeah, based off of when we first seen him. So, like, the version that we have now. Yeah, we talked about that in the Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, like, it, yeah. his character's gone through a lot. And I, like, I appreciate Sebastian Stan, like, thinks about that a lot when he's, like, playing that. We also had Dominic Cooper, who played Howard Stark. And I think his, like, animated persona looks very similar to, like, the real-life counterpart. I mean, Yeah, no, it was, it was on point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the doctor. Oh, God, what was his name? Oh, oh. the Red Skull doctor? Yeah, I can't think of his Toby name. Toby Jones. Uh, he plays Zola. Yeah. Zola. Zola. Yeah, dude, Shy, that was so like great. when he's in the, the van you'll get nothing out of me. I got, I got everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also voice actor cast. So the guy that played Red Skull in uh, that took over the role of Red Skull in like Infinity War Endgame, Ross Marquand, he also played Red Skull in this as well. Hmm. Stanley Tucci was back as Doctor Erskine. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Neil McDono, he plays Dum Dum Dugan, that oh, guy yeah, with the bowler, yeah. like the, the hat. Bowler, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Samuel Jackson was back as Nick Fury at the end, and Clint Barton Hawkeye was back. I did not know if he was going to be back or not, so it was good to hear him. That last scene, actually, like I wasn't expecting it, and then it like yeah. happened. I was like, oh yeah, it makes that makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, those were kind of the big voices. Uh, let's jump into thoughts on the episode. I personally really liked um, how Steve and Peggy still like had that connection. Had, like, yeah, the connection, even though Steve wasn't all muscly, and now Peggy was like big muscly, not like what society especially back then viewed as like a beautiful woman kind of thing yeah so i, I like that a lot yeah i same i really thought it was a good dynamic there they both didn't get their dance i was so mad yeah did they ever get the dance i feel like our version our version like, did in, yeah the end game they went back that's, that's the only version that's gonna get the dance let's be honest here but uh, yeah <laughs> they did well do you do you think old steve that well that he's alive uh, in that timeline oh geez i have no idea because we had old peggy for a little bit yeah maybe i don't know i don't know we'll see um I'll, i wanted to ask what what your thoughts were so like the big event that like caused this what if to happen was peggy was like i don't want to go up to the booth which means everyone else didn't go up to the booth why did the hydra guy like blow up i feel like that's kind of a little like we have to just let that slide like why did the hydra guy blow up the whole operation before seeing if it worked because that's what he did in the last one. Like, he made sure it worked, then grabbed an extra vial and booked it. So, like, why would Peggy not going up to the booth cause that Hydra agent to blow up the experiment before Steve went in? Maybe it's just... Well, he had a... Sec- Remember in the first movie... Potential black hole? In the movie. No, he had extra explosives up in the booth. So, I'm not sure if he had mm. that this time. Because he had planned to kill everybody else. But oh, so maybe case, he planned to go up to the booth. And everybody else was downstairs. So he was just maybe like panicked and was like, yeah, I gotta. Yeah, so he just had more explosive, the rest of the explosives downstairs. So he was like, okay, let me just do it this way. Maybe. Then. I still don't um, know. While they're down here. I still feel like he was, I think his orders were like, make sure it worked and then steal the thing. Either way, it's, it was his choice in the moment, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, it was nice that Peggy like went in and just like, was like, it was, I liked that once that did happen, like it was like. A good explanation like it's now or never like we have to do it now and she was the only yeah. one around and she stepped up i like that a lot 
Which, if I'm being honest, I don't kind of get that. What that is now or never? Well, because yeah, they, cause they like, need, I remember they need like that the, the power from like the whole city pretty much, and like they had to get like all these permits, and I think like funding wise, they would never have been had another chance to do that, and they needed like to do it for the war, like at that moment, I think. That's okay. Yeah, I get. So just a logistic. Like, like, yeah, they probably could have done it again, but it would probably have taken like months, maybe years. And they didn't know how the war was going to go if they didn't like, true. do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. We need, we need another what if, if Peggy didn't jump in and then, and then no super soldier <laughs> happened. And like the first Avenger was just no one. Like the first Avenger was Iron Man, like 50 years later, whatever, 70 years later. <laughs> Honestly, that'd be weird. Yeah. That's another thing I actually want to talk to you about. What did you think of yeah. Howard being the one making the... Well, the Hydra Stopper, which is like the first generation Iron Man suit. Right. Well, was it... So he made the Hydra Stopper. It wasn't like something they took from like Hydra agents or anything. So pretty much the only difference here, instead of like Hydra using the Tesseract to right. you know, develop their weapons, Howard did the same thing, but he used it for his suit. So I liked it. I it makes it sense good. that he was able to do that. Yeah. 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 And that I like that. Yeah. The Tesseract like powered the Hydra Stopper because like... Tony Stark even says since like Iron Man one like he has an arc reactor and he's like it can power uh like like a city like for like a lifetime or something he's like or it can power something really big for like fifteen minutes kind of thing and I love how they brought that back with this when they're like yeah. oh you could power London for centuries or whatever yeah, yeah. they said and like or you could blow it sky high I'm like that's right a cool duality there yeah. yeah. But yeah, so then they put the Tesseract in, and so that's, like, kind of the substitute for the arc reactor. Yeah. So I like that explanation, and then, like, at the end, he, has, he like, gets the plug-in for a generator and could power it for, like, a few minutes, and, like, I liked how they kept that continuity. They didn't just, like, let him have the suit the whole time kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, then pretty much after that moment, it's just, like, go, 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 like, through the events of Captain America. Like, I like how he gets the, she gets the shield. He's, <laughs> Howard's, like, like, gives her, like, the suit, and then she's, like, you need to work on your covert, like, skills. Your covert skills need work. And he, like, slams the shield down. He's, like, you're not gonna like this. He's, <laughs> like, out in the open. Um, I love the vibranium shield sounds. Like, I'm so glad they were back. Yes. I got, like, nostalgia over those sound effects, like. That's, that's that another so thing that they did very well. I mean, that's literally half of the animation is just the sound design. Yes. Not only for when it comes to, I mean, obvious things like that, but vocals, uh, ambient yeah. sounds, foley, stuff like that. And yeah, something like yeah. when you're filming live action, you have like reference because when you're filming on set, you like you hear like birds chirping. And um, so even if you don't use that, you know, like what was around and what you can maybe put in as reference, but like animation, you're literally just building it from scratch. Yeah. Especially like all the World War II sound effects that like they have to use certain, I'm sure they like research like certain gun effects. I don't even know like how in depth they went, but like, I mean, it's Marvel, so they probably did it. I thought they did a great job. I mean, I feel like they also had a good reference point from what they already had before. Yeah, of the first movie they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they could pull from that as well. Not only to, you know, get the sounds to feel right, but also to pull back from what we already know. Yeah. Another, like, notable thing I noticed was, so when Peggy s saves the 501st, Bucky, like, was 501st? What was it? Is it what? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> that, I know that's Star Wars. What's the, what's the, what's the, um, Cap what's oh Captain God, America's? Stop. I don't even know. Oh, my God. Captain Rex just comes out. <laughs> the most ambitious. Well, actually, that's a good segue, actually, because, um, the, I think you told me this, but the What uh, If writers tried to do, like, a, a What If crossover yeah, with Star Wars and Marvel. Wanted, yeah. But yeah, you told me this. They wanted to get Luke as, like, an Avenger, and they're like, no, nah, just stay just, in your just lane. Stay with Marvel. <laughs> yeah, that's what we gave you. And they're like, man, Luke would have made a great Avenger. You know, I'm just going to say it. I'm just excited for the Bad Batch family. Come on, can you blame me? What, what's the... 
the what is the name of the legion that Bucky's in? Uh, one oh seventh. One oh seventh. Okay, that whatever. Whenever Peggy saves five oh first, I can't. One oh seventh, um, or whatever. <laughs> Bucky's like with the rest of the prisoners. So does that mean? I guess Zola because he was with the allies. He couldn't experiment on Bucky, exactly. so Bucky can't become the Winter Soldier in this. Yep. So that's actually that's interesting. Okay, cool. However, that doesn't mean that there aren't. I wonder how that's gonna change things. Does that mean Bucky just gets a happy life? Because I think he deserves that in some universe. <laughs> yeah, I think he does. But that, that also doesn't mean that we don't have a Winter Soldier in that universe. Because Zola could have done it before or after, considering the formation of Shield True. with Hydra. That still happens. I thought Peggy was gonna, or sorry, Steve was gonna like when he got thrown off the train. I thought he was gonna like be experimented. Maybe he was. Like we didn't see what happened in between when he was like in the suit and stuff. That is true. So yeah, he could have been. So that could be interesting. But again, Zola wasn't there, so that's. I wonder what other scientists uh-huh. would be doing that then. Maybe they Zoom called him back in the forties <laughs> and from prison. <laughs> Just get one long wire. Oh yeah, send me a good telegram. <laughs> and like the can on like a wire, and it's like a really long string or a really long wire, like to Red Skull. Be like, hey. <laughs> but yeah, I I really liked just like the style, the lighting and shading. I thought were like incredible. Like on this. It, it was amazing when they did things that were, how do I describe this? So there was like the wide shots, right? Like for example, when Peggy was standing on top of the one thing and you're looking down the street and you get like the buildings. Yeah. So they used, I'm not sure if this was done through like some kind of advanced shader or if it was just straight up matte painting. Okay. But like you could see like the brush stroke like texture throughout and like. Oh, that's so cool. It's thickness almost implied. Yeah. Like, as if it was a painting throughout. But so it's I'm probably like, digital. Like it. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's, I noticed that too, actually. Like, I just, I love when, like, and, like, a lot of animation, especially, like, Pixar kind of, like, pioneered this. Um, maybe, actually, probably, yeah. But, like, they use, like, filmmaking, te- like, real-life filmmaking techniques that you would see and, like, implement in animation to help bridge that and, like, make it more realistic to what we see. Like, for example, I think there was one shot where, like, it rack focuses. Like, it focuses from, like, Peggy in the background to, like, Howard crouching in the foreground or something like that. And you don't need to do that animation. Everything can just be in focus. Yeah. It's actually, like, tougher to do that but because we're so used to seeing that in real film going from like something in out of focus to in focus they did that in the animation and like it helps us be like oh yeah that's cool like average viewer be like yeah that's just like a normal thing but like that's such attention to detail actually it's something that you need to do yeah yeah it's like an extra step and like extra like you're saying like it's not just i mean it's focused like literally but it's also like (laughs) focusing on the details like that yeah yeah here's how i think they did some of the stuff right i feel like they took in some cases, it might have just been straight up 2D assets that were like parallax per distance, right? So maybe okay. like a castle scene at the end. The castle scene was cool. And you're getting the, the, the camera like going down. Yeah, yeah. That might have been like, it's either going to be 2D assets that were just like, had the painting texture onto it. Or it could have been 3D assets that they could have made into like 2D assets for like a certain right. shot. But say when the piggy then goes up and runs over the wall, uh-huh. you still have the 3D asset of the castle there and you could just right. you know, do, do like a new effect there. It's so, probably a combination of like a ton of different techniques, including yeah. those probably. But yeah, I um I, I like just character wise how Steve, even though he was skinny, like he still wanted to be on the front lines and help out. He did like with the the Hydra Stomper suit. He's still worrying about Bucky. Yeah, and, and like I like how they touched on like him not being in the spotlight kind of thing. But like I like how he seemed genuinely happy that Peggy was the one that became a super soldier. Like he, yeah. And they like they had to, they were able to confine each other. I really like that. Like I feel like they got a lot closer in this than we saw in the first Captain America movie. Personally, I thought that. But like I I liked that he's not upset that she got it. Like he's happy and like yeah f- for her and like knows she's doing a great job and he's still doing his best to 
like be a good soldier. I I don't know. I really liked the characters. Marvel characters, just characters. Characters is everything and anything. You don't care about the characters. You don't care about anything. Let's talk about this one scene, okay? This one scene. Okay. When it was him and Peggy going up and fighting like the planes. Oh, yeah. What did you think of that? That was cool. Oh, my gosh. There was that. I think there was one. I, I literally had, That's the next thing I have. Six shot and sequence of Peggy fighting through the plane in one shot. Yeah. Like, she like, goes through it. I thought that was I really that. cool. <laughs> Yeah, that was so sick. Like she literally broke into the one. Like just the camera work was amazing. Yeah, the whole, all the choreography. Like I thought was the camera working with like the choreography of like the fighting. Mm -hmm. And and I and I feel like actually that's my next note. Oh my gosh, I'm going through it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but um, they like they used animation, the medium of animation, really well in my opinion. Because like in live action, like you do all these fights and stuff, and there's certain tricks you can do, like make it look like you hit harder. But animation, you can like speed up a punch and like. Then like slow down the like I don't know like the the follow through anticipation like, or follow through yeah. yeah to make it to make that punch like hit harder and you can like speed up and play with the yeah just pretty much play with the speed that's what I was gonna say because in in yeah traditional filming what you're able to do for that and say like fight sequences what's it called upstepping is like yeah. when you remove a couple of the yeah. frames that way things move faster I did that for the Star Wars thing that we shot a while ago that I never released but yeah like when yeah. I was like <laughs> it was about to like hit the saver like you just like cut a frame so it makes it look like it like the you cut a frame right before they clash so it makes it look like they like clash harder like faster kind of thing yeah there's more it feels like there's more force to it right um and animation you do that like and, tenfold pretty much <laughs> well yeah because you, well you can do that like not only within the animation itself like you can do that with the actual keyframes but you can yeah. also do that with traditionally in that sense like you can literally right. just remove certain frames so it was nice seeing seeing that throughout as well yeah i definitely definitely saw that notice that in a few fight sequences yeah oh there was also that really cool shot of red skull taking his mask off and then it like yes. went, pulled through the, his, like, his the nazi's eye? eye like that was cool that was great <laughs> i love stuff like that yeah i also like when the steven uh, what's her face? Peggy. Peggy, what's her face? Peggy. We're about to kiss. <laughs> and then uh, just like Howard popped up. Was Howard like, just in there. Barnes stole a Jeep. And I also saw someone make a connection like, does that mean that Steve Rogers, you know, in uh, Winter Soldier, when he like learns to hotwire a car, did Bucky teach him how to do that? Is that why, how he knows how to hotwire a car? Is because Bucky Honestly, kind of That makes him. so much sense. Yeah. Dude, that's on point. So I, th- I thought that was a cool little connection uh, someone else made on Instagram I saw. Yeah. I also like, um, so I remember in the first one, I'm just comparing the first one, the second one, to this one a lot, but like in the first Captain America, like only three people could get on the train because they only had like a 30 second window. So when Steve's pushing it and slowing it down, that means more people could get on the train. I thought that was another cool, like attention to detail little thing. Yeah. 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 No, I love that kind of detail too. It makes so much more sense because at first I'm like, why would they slow down the train if they could already do it? But I'm like, oh wait, no, this makes it better. Yeah. Not only from like a tactical tactical perspective, because I think they were also trying to get before a tunnel. Right. But at the same time, like what you said. What were they trying to steal that time? Because they were trying to get Zola last time. This time they were trying to get Red Skull. They thought that oh, Red Skull was gotcha. on the train. But okay. he rigged it that way he could then get the Tesseract. That was smart of Red Skull. Yeah. Yeah, I like how even though like Red Skull adapted, like he didn't have Zola to like make all the weapons and stuff. So he adapted. was like, I'm just going to summon an interdimensional being. <laughs> like, I guess, like squid <laughs> monster. <laughs> Plan B, whatever. <laughs> I feel like that was what he's going to do, like, later on eventually. Okay. But I don't know. Yeah. It's just, that's just, like, Red Skull's MO. He's just he probably just got, like, rules stuff. Desperate and, and like, like, went crazy because of, yeah. all, like, the serum and stuff. And was like, you know, YOLO, summon 
Dormammu or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dormammu's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call it? The the space squid. Space squid kid. kid. Yeah. yeah. God, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> Tentacle twister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when Peggy pulled out the sword too. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, that was like I was like we just like went into like from Marvel to like fantasy like all like like that like it was crazy. Yeah, it was great. It honestly reminded me a lot of um uh Hellboy. Oh, okay. Because Hellboy, uh, depending on the line, there was, I forget which one I read, but with fights Nazis and stuff, and there's this one where it's almost, it doesn't mimic that, but they're preventing a giant space squid from coming through. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, why is it always a giant space squid? You know, like, why isn't it like a giant, like... Because, like, a giant space teddy bear isn't as scary, you know? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> now, a giant grizzly bear, I'd be a little terrified of. Giant bunny. <laughs> what if it was a giant baby? I think it's that'd be like, pretty terrifying. Isn't, like, the It's like watcher, the Watcher, but just yeah. younger. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I really... When the portal was opening before we knew it was, like, the squid thing coming out, I was really... I thought Loki might come out, and I was, like, kind of waiting for that. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. But then I love the parallel where he was, like, drop the sword, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Nick Fury at the end, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, like, I like how Red Skull thought he was going to be able to control the monster. He was like, and now we have this for the, for Hydra. And then, he and just then like, instantly just, <laughs> I guess Red Skull's not going to be on so, Dormir. <laughs> that, that, that's what I was going to say. That brings up a new question. Like, who's going to yeah. be the guardian ghost, whatever thing on, on Vormir in that universe? Maybe, right? maybe it's just like, like a, th- I don't know, like a mantle. So like once someone else like messes up or like interacts with the Tesseract, tries to play God, they take over from the last guy. So maybe it's someone else who, like, in the past tried to play God and, like, instead of, like, Red Skull having to take over, like, relieve him, I guess, and hmm. he's still, like, serving a sentence until someone else screws up royally or something. That's weird to think about, but that actually makes so much sense. Maybe it's the squid. <laughs> the, 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 the I squid was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think the, squ- well, the squid's dead now because of Peggy, or at least or some of it, I think. Yeah. Well, we don't know if it's dead, but it's lost a couple tentacles. True. Yeah, so, I mean, in some of the trailer stuff that we saw, Peggy interacts with, like, Doctor Strange, I'm pretty sure. So I'm wondering... Which if, version of Peggy? Like, this... I'm pretty sure it was this version. She had, like, her Captain Britain or Captain America oh. shield or Captain Carter shield. I think... Yeah, I'm, I, in, like, some of the trailers, there's really quick clips. I've been going through a lot of the, the trailers because I've been making TikToks and stuff for it. But, yeah, there, like, there is one where, like, she is face-to-face with Doctor Strange. So I wonder if there's going to be a Doctor Strange episode that takes place before she comes out of the portal in 2012 Avengers and to meet like Nick Fury or if like she's gonna go back after that to like she's like she's like I have unfinished business in this dimension or like something happens with the multiverse she's like well I've been to this dimension for 70 years now like I have some experience so or maybe I don't know I'm curious to see what's gonna happen I I really don't know that makes me think about uh the ancient one or just Doctor Strange yeah um, with how because the ancient one was able to identify and tell when the timeline was messed up that's the thing true or if it would be. Yeah, I wonder if she's, like, in cahoots with the TVA or something. <laughs> well, not even that, but, like... Just knows of their presence or something. Yeah, it would know of their presence and would be able to identify, like, okay, now there's a multiverse going on on whatever universe I'm in. Right. right whichever timeline I'm in. So then now it brings up the question of, are there going to be, like, a council of ancient ones or uh, <laughs> Doctor Stranges? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I feel like that's what, that's what would happen to a degree we've seen to, in the trailers there are there's a doctor strange versus doctor strange fight at some point yeah so 
I don't know. That's weird to think about. Isn't it like a Rick and Morty, like the Council of Ricks or something like that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be something like that. It's funny because uh, it actually pulls from Marvel from uh, the Council of Reeds. Oh, yeah. There's, there's the Reed Richards from all the different universes like have their own pocket dimension that they yeah, have yeah. their, their um, I don't know, living quarters in. <laughs> it's, it's like a giant citadel in its own pocket dimension and they all... Talk about other discoveries, other other like scientific advances. Maybe that like do. the Council of Kangs or something will pop up, and yeah, I don't know. well, I'm not sure if there's a Council of Kangs, but usually they just kill each other. The Kang Council. <laughs> yeah. Kang counseling. Hi, my name is Kang. All the Kangs. <laughs> Hi, Kang. It's <laughs> been three weeks since I've eaten a fish. <laughs> yeah, so I I'm really curious though, like for these what if episodes, if this is all like one branch timeline. Like, if they're all just going to be now that Peggy Carter has, like, branched off, if the other branches are going to happen after this timeline, or if they're going to be, like, so Peggy branched off and next week is, what if T'Challa was Star-Lord, if that's going to be an, a different, like, universe from the main timeline, or if it, or if it's going to be that combination, like, some of them, I feel like it might be, because we've seen Captain Carter against Doctor Strange, so it, it might, like, continue this story, or be, like, another branch happens in this timeline, while... And another episode is just like a completely different timeline. Like the possibilities are endless. I don't know. <laughs> I also love how it started off with saying like any choice can make it a whole infinite number of timelines. Yeah. Like I'm we like, said, that's what, what said. I was talking about I know. before <laughs> they said it, <laughs> but yeah, but no, I agree with you. I believe it could be, I feel like for like clarity's sake, they might not, at least for this season, they might not go off of like a branch of a branch, right? But they could in the, in the case of where, because they are definitely going to be crossing over. They're going to be doing multiversal stuff, like not just showing these different universes. We're going to see Doctor Strange from different universes interact with other... I mean, we've seen it in the trailers and stuff, like you said. There's going to be different universes of timelines um, interacting with each other. True. So that's what's going to be unique to see. And then I feel like when it comes to Multiverse of Madness, what we're going to get is seeing these characters, to some degree, coming back in in some way. Um, but we because we've been oh. able to follow them and maybe like live through, action, do you think? Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Because isn't that already confirmed that what if series is gonna have some impact on mom? I I don't know. Maybe I thought I thought I heard that somewhere, but I might have misheard. That'd be cool. But um, I feel like I feel like that'd be the smartest thing to do, honestly. Because then you have all these new variations of these characters that you already like, but now they're like more op, like carter <laughs> and now you can like try to solve like this bigger threat of like kang or the of what's going on with the multiverse and try to solve that here's what i think is going to happen right yeah Con convergences are going to start to happen so like these realities are going to start splitting up but there's going to be points where they might collide and that would cause okay. annihilation how would that how would they like come back to collide okay so when it comes to the marvel universe i mean we saw it in, in thor the dark world which is kind of sad to think about, but uh, uh, honestly, Thor: The Dark World like explains so much. We keep coming back to reference it, but we're like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but they called it the convergence, right? That was a reference True. to the worlds colliding. Now, in the way that they did it, it was the same universe. It was just all the nine realms. But that technically also happens with like each universe. Right. Earth is technically in the center of. We're around the center of a universe. I am in the center of the universe. That's what I've been yeah, telling everyone much. this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when two Earths collide, say it, it appear like a convergence, like it was in the Dark World, oh, like okay. Earths would physically collide. And then once that happens, uh, because it's like the center of the universe, it would both universes would just be annihilated. Oh, that would right? suck. 
And what happens when that happens is kind of like a, a nuclear reaction, right? Because what happens to make something like a nuclear bomb, right? It, it cascades and it keeps on going exponentially. Right. So that would cause a void and a gap to which more universes would start to converge and align and annihilate each other. I don't know if we're going to be seeing that for a while, but that might not we'll I, That might not be happening in Mom. I don't know, but I feel like that could be something that's going... Like, we're getting all this stuff now with what if... And then Doctor Strange or the Council of Strange is going to have to like, figure out how to prevent multiversal annihilation. It's just Benedict Cumberbatch. Imagine him acting, just like speaking to a bunch of himself. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Oh. There's so many memes, like the Spider-Man meme. <laughs> our, no, our like reality with like no superheroes is an actual reality. Yeah. Right? So imagine if that was a thing! So we could just speak to the actor of Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah, so it's like... <laughs> Doctor Strange, like Cumberbatch, is like talking to like regular him, and he's just like, "This is just a script. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? It's prophecy." That's, I don't know. That's so meta. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> All right, let's back to the tank. So yeah, the next two episodes of What If are going to cover T'Challa as Star Lord. Mm-hmm. I think it was confirmed that Chadwick Boseman is actually the voicing uh, plays a voice or himself or in four episodes. In four episodes. Yeah. And then the next one is episode three is Loki on Earth. Now, I wonder, what does that mean, like Loki on Earth? Did they ever give more explanation to that or like the timing of it? Um, I don't know. I've just seen some stuff. There's like an army that he's leading. I think I think it's like he goes to Earth earlier or like maybe he is like more successful in conquering it or something. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Hmm. What if he becomes like soft? Like he's like, oh, humans. <laughs> I don't think he will. <laughs> I don't. I I feel like Loki was him exploring him going soft, and now it's like this is what if he wasn't soft. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> all right, that is pretty much what I wanted to talk about for this first episode. All my notes and everything. I'm excited for this series. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think I covered a lot of notes I had for like the animation and stylization. Yeah, like it's really good. I'm really excited to see like from what we've seen in the trailers. It seems like it's going to be consistent throughout, which is awesome. Yeah, but it would be cool to kind of see it kind of change up per universe maybe a little bit i'm not saying like whole spider-verse like don't go that far. i don't know I, I like the style though because i feel like there'd be like you'd ha- then also i think you, i don't know because you'd be comparing the styles to like also the quality of the episode and that would kind of go hand in hand like oh, i don't like this animation style so like i didn't really like this episode i don't know if they want to risk that too much no, I, I don't mean i don't mean like that i mean like like you know how in wandavision it started off with like black and white oh true like yeah, what yeah. if you did something that was like something like that like you're still keeping like same like maybe you know, techniques and like still like the same rigs but we'll like, see yeah. i don't know i like this style a lot so i don't really want it to change <laughs> <laughs> all right um you ready for patron shout outs yeah hit me with them cute epic star wars music boost we got patron lori frank rick lisa evan tony thank you so much for pledging the tier that gets you the shout out if you want to support us over here on patreon the link is down in the description we really 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 appreciate it you get episodes early special perks sometimes bonus podcast clips and stuff um yeah uh, also, please head on over to Apple Podcasts if you feel so inclined and leave a review. It helps us out a ton. We really appreciate it. If you're on YouTube watching, uh, leave a like, subscribe, leave a comment, letting us know, I don't know, your thoughts on what if. Honestly, would love to read them. Yeah, thank you. That is pretty much what I had. Oh, I wanted to say, I for- we forgot to mention the Suicide Squad episode. We got a free comic when we went to the movie theater. Oh, yeah. About Suicide Squad. So I thought that was kind of cool. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I haven't read it yet, but it looks cool. I haven't either. I love the cover art. I forgot I had it, and then I like was driving to the gym today. and You saw it in the back? No, no. I had my windows down, and I heard something like flip open. I like fl- and, like fluttering. I was like, what? I turned around, <laughs> the comic had flipped open. I was like, oh, that's still there. Okay. It's a sign. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. All right. 
we will be back hopefully next week's episode might be a little later for what if just because i'm working on a commercial out of town got some stuff going on uh but we will be back i really want to talk about this show yeah all right ready for the introduction yes tell me when when we just talked about what we wanted to talk about and now we're done Thank you so, so, so much for listening. Really, really, really appreciate it. See you next time for What If Episode 2. Goodbye. Bye.